y'all, it's Amelia Rose, and welcome to the Say La Me podcast. This is our second ever episode, to be precise, and that's very exciting on this cloudy day. Um, it's a little little bit past 1030, and it's the kind of cloudy that's like, it's kind of dreary, but it's also kind of cozy and not completely depressing. So that's my favorite kind of cloudy day. I just wish it'll kind of rain because, I mean, if it's soft rain, that would be, that would add to, like, the ambiance or whatever. Um, if it's, like, thunderstorms, that's not going to do anything good for me. Um, that will be depressing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a good morning so far. I woke up, I did my workout, took a shower, dressed completely in comfy, clean clothes. Um, say that three times fast. Uh, got my coffee and decided I wanted to make some matcha. First of all, I've heard it pronounced two ways. I've heard it pronounced matcha and then matcha. And I am completely confused as to what is right. They both seem socially acceptable. If you know that there's some secret key to pronouncing matcha matcha, um, DM me because I literally have no clue. But yeah, I decided I wanted to make some matcha. I'm just going to go with matcha from here on out. Um, and tasted it. It was great, except I decided not to drink it because it's a little too creamy for my podcast voice or whatever. That's still something I'm trying to figure out. Uh, podcast voice, trying to figure out, uh, where to hold the mic, um, deciding on, like, a release schedule and deciding, um, that I will not talk too fast this time. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lie. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to thank you all for your beautiful support on the first episode. Uh, it meant, meant a lot to me to figure out, um, like, what y'all thought, and to kind of hear your opinions on what I'm doing right, what I should do next time, and your tips on podcasting, because a lot of people who followed me, um, on Instagram and who listen to my podcast are podcasters themselves, and I really appreciated your tips and your tricks and everything, so yeah, thank you so much. So as you can probably tell from the title of this episode, today I thought I'd talk about something that I think we all go through to some degree, and that is being prepared for something, maybe even a little bit over-prepared, but still being scared about doing that thing. Um, I know I've had um, a couple projects, uh, not too many, but they've mostly been personal projects of mine where I was scared to move past the planning stage, because then that's like where the risk is involved. You know, if you're planning something, it's just kind of, it's very comfortable, actually, to be planning, and I love, I love to plan. I love to get all the details figured out and everything, but, um, there were points where I was scared to move past the planning stage. I was not sure how, because, honestly, the planning stage, you're in control. When you move past the planning stage, there are all these other factors that you're not in control of. So, um, I would be scared to move past the planning stage. I'm like, okay, I planned for so, so, so well. I have planned for so long. And I'm scared that, um, things are still not going to work out. Um, and for kind of a non-example, this podcast is something where I planned. I did not stress myself out. I was like, okay, I'm planning and I'm not going to go super, super, super in detail. Um, like I normally would, I'm just going to do it. Like my goal was to do it. It was not for it to be absolutely a hundred percent perfect. Um, it's not, and I'm going to get better at it, but I really just wanted to challenge myself. Like you need to just do it. You need to plan for it to do well and then do it. You know, I don't go into things where I don't plan. That's just, that will never be me. I don't 
think that that normally works out very well. Um, being prepared is good, and it's something that I think we should all try to be before attempting something or starting something. And I think usually, probably 98% of the time, if you start out something by being underprepared, you're going to get overwhelmed. You'll realize, oh my gosh, like it's like taking a test. If you haven't studied very well, you can go into it thinking, huh, like whatever, it'll be easy. Like I pass because I always pass, you know? But then once the test is underway, you'll see like all of these little things that you did not prepare for. Um, and then you end up get, either getting a bad grade or failing because you didn't prepare yourself well. I think that that is normally what happens with most things. You can tell me stories about people who have, um, who were like at the right place at the right time, just perfect, and it was fate and all of that, and you know, that they, like all of these celebrities, like there are some of them that were just the right place at the right time, and they didn't prepare to do what they ended up doing and what they ended up becoming famous for. I know, I know Emma Watson, she, um, was just, she always says I was just at the right place at the right time to play, to play Hermione in the Harry Potter films. She was at the right school where they were doing auditions. She auditioned, they loved her, and then now she's a famous actress. And that's great, and those stories are very inspiring. However, um, I do not think that that is a majority of what happens. I think that's the very small exception to the fact that you do need to be prepared when you're undertaking something. And preparation is natural and preparation is a part of something that you should strive to be before you end up starting that thing. And so I do think that it's important. I'm not trying to say preparation is bad. You just do stuff off the fly, on the fly, on the fly. That's the correct phrase. Um, you do stuff on the fly and you just see how it goes. And like for some stuff, it's kind of fun to do that. I, I get that. You know, you just kind of no, no, you do something out of just sheer curiosity or just enjoyment, and it doesn't need to be planned. But if it's a project like schoolwork um, or something, I think, well, it's not just schoolwork, duh. Their life is not just schoolwork. But if it's something that kind of has a sort of a risk or a sort of, it's more official, you should probably plan for it because it does reflect back on you, and it does kind of make, um, it does kind of, it represents you, you know, this podcast I did plan, I, I didn't just say, I'm gonna get on my mic and just record and see what happens, um, because I like to have a plan, I like to have, like, my artwork, my color scheme, my, um, I don't know, I just, I like to have a plan and know what I'm doing, but, like, I didn't over plan for this, and that's something that I'm proud of, and something that I think that I'm growing from. So, while I do think that preparation is a good thing, I think you can also use preparation as kind of a form of busy work. Um, I think about busy work as being, especially in the context of school, and now I'm using school as a big example, but I think everyone has been to some sort of school, so we can all relate. Um, but... I define busy work as, especially in the lower grades, like kindergarten, first grade, all of that, um, as when the teacher says, color these five pages, and the whole class has to color the pages, and it takes like 30 minutes or whatever, and there's literally no point to coloring the pages. <laughs> um, it's just something to keep someone busy. It's just some 
something to do just because it's like when you have an hour on the clock um you have an hour left for work and you have nothing to do so you start cleaning the office even though like you start arranging the paper clips because they need to be arranged except that they really don't you're just trying to stay busy before you're done and so I think busy work really does distract you from the job at hand from what actually needs to be done and I think it's kind of a form of like procrastination but it's looked upon especially like there's nothing there's no label on something where like it says this is busy work or this is not necessary or something you can actually be doing stuff that's not as lame as um organizing the paper clips or coloring pages just because that actually looks like it's needed and it looks like it's um important and it's really really not um, and so I think we all kind of have this sort of busy work, like, I, I don't know any good examples of busy work, because, um, I think when I label it as busy work, when I say this is what it is, it makes it seem lame, but, like, there are also things that you do that are, they seem important, but they're not, and so it really does distract you from what really needs to be done, and I think it oftentimes occurs when, um, wow, that sounded smart, <laughs> oftentimes occurs, um, but it happens when you're moving from one step to the next, when you're done with one step, and then you have to move on, but you're kind of in denial, you don't want to move on because it's scary, because, like, there's actual stuff that will need to be done that you haven't done, um, in the next step, and so you're kind of, like, kind of fighting that, you're kind of like, I just want to stay in this phase, I want to... I want to be comfortable here I ne- because that's the phase where you have it all down. You've done everything. So you're like, ooh, this is great. Like, um, I had a couple research uh, papers for um, two classes actually this semester. And um, I wouldn't want to move on from my lit review to my research question because my lit review was done, but I hadn't done my research question. Well, I mean, that's a bad example. Let's flip it. I've done, I've done my research question. I don't want to move on to my lit review because it's a whole new host of work that needs to be done within my research paper. And it can get really hard. I, I would be like always tweaking my research question, um, to avoid having to move on to my lit review. But actually due dates are a good thing because it keeps you moving. It keeps you, um, like pliable and you you actually have to do it because it's due at a certain time and so that's actually something that you could implement in your own planning you're like okay I do have a solid deadline and I need to be done but with this and be moved on to that by this date and that actually is something that will keep you accountable and kind of minimize the busy work um that kind of takes away from the actual project and I think you can actually use uh your preparation as an excuse to avoid actually starting the project. Um, I know there have been a couple of times where I've stayed within uh, my preparation and I've kind of, it's, it's kind of takes on the busy work thing where I prepare like to like an overabundance of things and I kind of hype myself up for the project. But when it comes to actually starting the project, I'm like scared. I'm just like, no, I will not start this. It's great in my head. I don't want it to be any less out in the real world. I don't want it to be lower than what I expect it to be. I don't want it to, 
I don't want to expect something amazing and it's just kind of kind of good you know um and I think you can be super prepared you can be really just down to the wire you have everything 100% prepared but you can still be really frightened about starting something and I honestly think that we're like oh my gosh I'm so scared that I'm not prepared and I really don't believe that I don't think that we're scared that we're not prepared because we know we're prepared if you know that you have something that you are prepared for for months years weeks whatever if you feel comfortable well I shouldn't say that because we all convince ourselves that we're scared because we're not prepared so we don't feel comfortable within being prepared but I think if you if you know like not emotionally but mentally if you know that you are prepared and there's nothing else you can really research you can convince yourself that oh my gosh I do need to research that right now because I haven't touched on the font I want to use and that's just kind of you know, maybe that is something you prepared, but if you're mentally ready, but not like emotionally ready, you'll know that you're not scared because you're underprepared. You're not scared that you are underprepared because you know you're not. That's honestly, it's just a cover for what is actually scaring you. And I think what actually scares us is failure. I think we are scared of failure. We're scared that, like I said, the um, image we have in our head, that it will be less than that when it enters the real world, when it actually, you know, becomes, um, becomes something when we actually do it. Uh, we're scared of being so prepared and having whatever we're attempting still fail, you know, and that's, that's heartbreaking to have planned for so long and so well to have something just still not, take off and still not really reach the potential you know it could but honestly let me tell you something if you don't do it because you're scared of it failing it it just failed you know if like um I don't know the quote I just thought of it but it's basically like I don't know it's something to do with songwriting I think like like the lyrics in your head are just poems if they never get set to music and released I don't know it's something kind of cheesy but like also really kind of not cheesy very touching and very poignant to what um people are feeling and I think that what you're scared of is failure you're scared of being just 100% prepared and having it not work out but honestly you it's kind of cheesy but you never know unless you try you really do it's if you apply it to a personal experience that you never know unless you try, it stops being cheesy and it really starts taking on character and you really realize, oh wow, like really you do never know. You do never know. That's really bad. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's bad grammar. But you don't know unless you try. And I think just the bravest thing you could do is try. I think it is so brave to be prepared and release something. Because honestly, it can be really scary to hit publish on that post or to hit publish on that podcast or blog or just to say something, you know, that you've been preparing for giving that speech or doing that thing is, you know, you can have a great speech in your head, something the world needs to hear, something that you are so passionate about and you can let your fear get in the way of you actually delivering that speech. And I think we tend to think that people will know what we want or know what we have to say 
even if we don't release it. And how could that be true? That's not true. Um, we have to release it. We have to make it public for people to really see it. And so I think you just have to get out of your head and just do it. You have to just dive into it and do it. And you have to be assured that you are prepared enough. You are prepared enough for whatever you're attempting. Because, like I said, we mentally understand that we are prepared, but we don't emotionally follow through with that. It's like having a fear of something irrational where you know in your head, wow. Like, I think a good example, something that I know a lot of people think about is when they're in the bathtub. This is like more for little kids. I don't think this now, (laughs) just to clear things up. (laughs) I do not think this now, but I think when we're little kids, we're in the bathtub and we're like, a shark's going to come through that drain. Like, I'm going to be bitten by a shark because sharks can definitely come through the they can come through the drain because I'm scared of it and they can. But like, even if you try and convince yourself, you're like, okay, come on. The drain is tiny. It doesn't even, like how would a shark even get there in the first place? It can't come up from the pipes or whatever. It There's just no physical way it can. But guess what? We're still scared. That doesn't really calm us down. Even just kind of negotiating with ourselves and our minds we can totally be convinced no shark will come through that drain but does that when we're little kids does that help anything not really it really doesn't it's very it's just a weird mental thing where we know in our heads but we can't convince ourselves otherwise in our emotions or in our heart we can't we can't get rid of that fear just by saying you know that that's not true It's like, yeah, well, what if it is? And that's kind of um, anxiety just kind of playing with you. And you you really do have to just get out of your head and be assured that you have prepared well enough for whatever you're doing. You are ready and you are going to do it. And you are brave no matter how it turns out. You are brave for even attempting to do it. You are brave for following through, doing what you said you would do, and doing what you've been attempting this whole time that is brave that's not um even if it doesn't work the way you would expect it to work if it takes on a new character or it evolves or it doesn't get as good a reception as you expect it literally doesn't matter you are so brave for having done it in the first place you're brave for getting out of your head not listening to your fear and just doing it. Now there's something that I just said that I kind of need to discuss a a little deeper. It's that um, I said something about you being ready and there's just there's no ideal time when you actually are ready to start something and there's never going to be a time where you um, are 100% ready both in your thoughts and in your emotions for something. You're either going to know that you're ready and still be scared, so mentally ready, emotionally not, or you're not going to actually know that you're ready. You're still going to feel a little bit unprepared, but you're going to be emotionally ready to start it. You're going to be confident. Um, I don't think that there's really an ideal time, at least there hasn't been for me, where I've been ready on both counts. I have either been very prepared and ready to start. Uh, No, that's not right. 
um, I have either been very prepared and, um, like, in my head, I know I'm prepared, but still been scared about, um, starting it, or I have been a little less prepared than I would like, but I've been ready to start it, and that's kind of what happened with this podcast. I normally ever prepared, and then I freak out, and I never do it. Um, well, I wouldn't say normally. It's just been a couple times where I have just decided, "Uh uh-uh, like, I'm not willing to risk it not doing as well as I want because I'm just scared to do it. But for this podcast, I was ready, I was as prepared as I needed to be, but I wasn't as prepared as I would like to be. I hope that that's relatable to people that you are, you're prepared, but you would like to be even more prepared. So, um... For the podcast, I was prepared as much as I needed to be. Not as much as I wanted to be, but as much as I needed to be. And I was emotionally ready to do it. So I was still in my head, I was like, you couldn't be more prepared, you know. Um, But I think when you are confident and when you're just like, I need to do this and I want to do this, you should really take advantage of that. Um, As long as you've been, you know, prepared to some degree, you should take advantage of you being ready emotionally, because I feel like the emotional emotional hurdles are a lot harder to navigate and to kind of jump over than the mental ones, because if you don't feel prepared, you just go prepare yourself, you know? Um, If you don't feel, uh, I'm not going to say ready, because I just said there's no time when you're actually ready. So yeah, you just really need to get those mental hurdles, um, Honestly, it's really easy to just be like, I might not be as prepared as I want, but that's okay. Rather than to be, I am so prepared, but I feel nervous and that's okay. Because I think feeling nervous and everything is just, it's harder to get past than feeling like you could have a more solid footing on whatever you're about to do. And there's really just not an ideal time. There's There never will be. If you think of any sort of um, experience that you've had in the past where there's been different times where you could do something, there's always something less desirable about each time than there would be for that perfect time that you're waiting for. Uh, like with this virus, there's no ideal time. I'm, I'm 20 and I'm, so in preparation for this, um, episode, I decided to look at a couple articles online about over-preparing and just preparing in general and everything, and this quote really got me. It said, people who are chronically over-prepared tend to suffer from performance mentality or the need to present oneself as an expert. Um, that, I don't know about y'all, but that is definitely something that I really identify with and something that I thought was really summed up very well. Um, just the need to present oneself as an expert. That is definitely something I don't like to fake it, but I also like to be seen as someone who is knowledgeable or someone who knows their stuff. You know, you always want to be that confident person who isn't phased by other people or the experiences that other people have had. But honestly, if you tend to ever prepare, and you never actually experience what you're wanting to do. Are you really an expert? I mean, you like experience teaches you something. 
preparation can only teach you so much. Actually experiencing something, that's what really teaches you. That is something that really gives you something to fall back on. And if someone were to ask, oh, what do you know about this? You can't just say, oh, I prepared a long time to do this, but I never actually did it. You can say, oh, I've done that. And yeah, here's how it went or whatever. It's like the difference between someone asking you, hey, how, how was Italy? It's like, oh, yeah, I, I researched a lot about Italy. It sounds great. To, oh my gosh, I went, I went to Italy and it was great. And here is this, this, and this, you know, because experience is a better teacher than, um, preparedness. Experience is a better teacher than preparation. It's, it's the thing that's really going to stick in your mind because honestly, writing that research paper or writing those two research papers this semester, yeah, I feel like I know my subjects a lot better, but if I actually had experience working with what I was researching, I know that I would look to that more than I would look to the research I did in preparation to actually go out and do whatever. You know, I was discussing journalism ethics and I was also discussing social media. And honestly, um, I I write for my school's magazine, so I'm not a journalist, but I have done research and written stories about things. And I do use social media, so those are both kind of things that I had experience with. But it's more the experience that has informed me more than the preparation because there were different... Um, I guess different statistics that I was looking at that I could identify with, but I did identified. I wasn't like, oh yeah, I've heard other people talk about how they experience this when they go on social media. I'm like, oh yeah, I know I've experienced that when I go on social media. And so really your own experience is a lot better than, um, other people's experiences. Uh, like my mom always, she's a big advocate for, uh, field trips, uh, she's like, what's the point of just being in the classroom learning about something if there's an opportunity to actually go do it and you don't take that opportunity? Because you might not remember that lesson in, I don't know what, I'm, I'm sick of coming up with examples, I don't know. But you might not remember the lesson, but you remember the experience. You know, a lot of times I remember my uh, field trips more than I remember the preparation we had in going to, I don't know, that museum or that going to go see that film that was about the subject we were learning. I remember the experience of going more than I remember the lessons in the classroom, which took up more time and were longer than the actual experience itself. So it's just something like I will go to a concert and I won't really remember the process of buying the tickets and booking the, I don't know, I said, I almost said booking the flights. I have never flown out to a concert. But, you know, I don't remember making the arrangements to be able to go, but I remember the concert. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like, it's more valuable to actually have experience in something than to know a lot about it. And I think that over-preparing is not going to give you the ability to say, I know about this. Actually doing it really is. So, after all of that, my point is that you have to break free of your fear and just go for it. There's never a perfect time. You've always done your research. You know your stuff. 
you prepared well for this. You don't need to prepare anymore. And you're only guaranteed this moment right now. So you might as well take it and do something great with it. And if it doesn't work out the way you want, it's a learning experience and you'll know what to do next time. And if it does work out well, congratulations, you've done it. You know, you prepared well for this. And I just think that just the pain of not knowing how it would have worked out because you've never done it is worse than you being like, oh, it didn't really work the way I wanted. So you really just have to just at some point just let go of your fear and just go for whatever you're doing. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I loved kind of looking into it and researching everything and it's something that I personally resonate with. So I hope you do too. And uh, I'll see you next week for another episode or I guess I'll hear your comments about next week's episode. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for joining me and I hope you'll join me again next time. Bye.